Hey there. Like this show and want to create one similar? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. Uh, One of the main things that I love about Anchor, but that's not all. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How awesome is that? Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world has never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to The Kidney Connection, a weekly show about dialysis wellness, kidney health, and how to make holistic choices that can lead us to the healthiest possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Ebony G, a registered nurse in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information and free resources to help you get started, please visit our website, www.lwapllc.com. I really hope you enjoy listening to this show, but just a reminder, this show is not a substitution for medical diagnosis and treatment. Hey everyone, Ebony back here with another uh, episode of The Kidney Connection. How are you all doing? I hope everyone is well, staying safe. Um, staying healthy (laughs) and staying productive, right? So today, today I want to talk about toxicity. I want to talk about toxicities. And to be more specific, I want to talk about the toxicities that we create in our own lives, trying not to be toxic. (laughs) Yes. What toxicities do we create in our lives not trying to be toxic? Uh, And I'll give you an example. So one uh, of my toxic traits, you know, I don't know if you all are on Twitter. Um, When I stopped watching the news, I really started uh, um, attending Twitter a little more because I follow, you know, sources, magazines and such, um, newspapers, I meant to say, to get my news. But <laughs> in getting that, you know, you find little little trends and things. So on Twitter, a lot of times I see things that say my toxic trait is blank, right? And uh, so that that's kind of what got me thinking about doing this episode. And the fact that I know for a fact that a lot of my toxic tra- toxic traits came from trying to avoid toxic traits that I either grew up with or, you know, developed while I was growing up to avoid some things. And I'm like, damn, as I really 
you know, think about that and, you know, through therapy and just, you know, self-reflection and all of that soul care, right? I really noticed that there are quite a bit of toxic traits that I have developed trying to avoid being toxic. So I wanted to talk about it. So I was, and I was giving you an example. So my um, first example, because just as uh, I say in my episode with sustainability and unsustainability, how there are so many of those things. I also feel like there are more things than I like to admit and the number is higher than I would like it to be in um, toxicities that I've created trying not, not to become toxic. So the, the one thing that I will focus on today is um, just trying to... So, so the toxic trait that I have developed is not not wanting to, I'm not trying to explain it, not wanting to, um, I guess, I guess it's better explained as perfectionism. So my toxic trait is perfect perfectionism and, and really a lot of things around it. Perfectionism, paralysis, um, perfectionism, procrastination, you know, so I will, so let's just start with those cause that's enough. That's enough. So, um, with the perfectionism paralysis, it has really caused me, uh, because growing up, now I'll give you background growing up, like I had to keep like an 80 average overall and everything or else like I would lose all of my rights per se, or all of my opportunities. So, you know, to, I was little, like I'm talking about since I was like first, second grade and up. So it was as small as can't go outside, ride your bike, um, to, you know, as big as being, you know, 11 and 12. And it's like, oh yeah, you can't go skating on Saturday night with all of your friends, because although you got an A in this and a, a B in this and whatever, you got a C in history. So yeah, you're not going to be able to go. So all throughout my life, and it started with school, you know, in, in making sure that my grades were up to par so that I could be able to do things and get out of my house sometimes and, you know, get some, <laughs> get some normalcy, get some, you know, some, some resemblance of a normal life. What, what that created in me. So in my quest not to be that person, you know, who was, uh, below average, right? Because that's how I look at it. Below average and above average. It's like, and that's how I grew up looking at life. So how that manifested in my life was, you know, really, really being scared to do things at low percentages, to not be able to do everything at a hundred percent, because that meant you know, that, you know, I wasn't worthy or I wasn't worth it or I wasn't capable. Or I was failing in some kind of way. So that, you know, that toxicity. And so how I thought I would remedy it was just to be like 100% in everything. Yep. I go hard or I go home. I do it at 100% or I don't do it at all. Is black or is white. There is no, there was no gray area for me to, you know, explore and experience and get things wrong and learn from that and be all right with that and move on, you know, and look at it as a lesson versus a failure. Like I didn't, I didn't make room for gray in my life because I didn't grow up that way. So 
and, and, and it just, I perpetuated it by saying, I'm just going to go hard at everything. That way I never have to really guess where I'm at because I know that I've always done it at 100% and that I've always done it correctly and that I'm good, right? But it just turned, in so, turned to be so toxic, you know, as I got older and I had more things to juggle and it was, it was impossible. And yeah, I'm gonna say it, it was unsustainable to think that I was going to be able to do everything at a hundred percent. I couldn't do it and I couldn't do it. And so me not being able to do it, it really broke me down. It broke me down in those areas and it made me feel it, it, it affected my self-worth and it affected my confidence and it affected how I saw myself which affected everything I was trying to do. Uh, And so I realized like, damn, this toxic trait that I was trying to avoid actually became its own toxicity. And then I had to, you know, so then I had to deep dive into therapy with that one because, you know, I didn't know how to fix that. And, you know, it's a process, you know, you, you know, it was, and it's still a learning process for me. I lived that way for over 35 years. So now to, you know, to tell myself like, all right, well, this is unsustainable. What are we going to do about it? And then to move forward in that at the same time and live in it as I'm learning and going through it wasn't the easiest thing to do. And at times it still isn't because things come up, right? perfectionism paralysis um and also I realized I'm not a procrastinator by nature I like to just bang things out and get them done however when I when it's something that I want to do in excellence and and perfect I guess and you know the best that I can and I feel like I cannot I will procrastinate on those things and that was something else I had to realize um about myself, which was hard to do. I pride myself on not being a procrastinator on jumping in there on getting, getting us done and, you know, getting it done ahead of time. I work much better from, from ahead than behind. And, um, you know, all of that was part of that black and white. And it, it and I realized it affected every area of my life. It had, it was no longer about school. You know, I had made it about me. And it, and it was a judgment and a reflection on me and everything that I did. So um, that was one thing that, um, you know, one toxic trait that I realized that in trying to avoid a toxic trait, I actually created one. So, you know, and, and I feel like it's three points that come along with that. So, you know, number one, obviously this is just, it was just an unhealthy um, coping mechanism that I had developed. It was not healthy at all. And that my, how I think I'm a very concrete thinker. Like I am not, I'm like one of those abstract thinkers. And, you know, so that was something else. And there's nothing wrong with being a concrete thinker. There's nothing wrong with being an abstract thinker. But I do think that there is some harmony that, that needs to happen with both of them, uh, you know, in order to create that sustainability for me, right? <laughs> and... You know, I just created so much trauma in my own life uh, with with both trying to avoid a toxicity and the one that I created because for so long I didn't have help in it, you know, because I wasn't really attending therapy uh, regularly. So I wasn't when you I feel like when you attend therapy regularly, you get into these things that you didn't even intend 
on or think about when you initially started going to therapy. So this was one of those things for me where I would not have probably even done the soul care work, you know, done the inner work, done the shadow work to even uncover this about myself had I not been actively and regularly going to therapy. So the trauma that I created um, in my life as a result of it um, was also massive to me, you know, because it was I built my whole existence around, you know, this set of parameters for myself, which really um, became unsustainable for me. Like I said, in the unsustainable episode, there were many, many, many things um, that I could say about that. So I guess this is, you know, number two, right? That I'm, that I'm talking about on the podcast. But I just really want us to now think just like, you know, the sustainability piece. What what toxic traits have you created in, in, in the attempt to avoid toxic traits that you saw that you wanted to avoid? And now what are you going to do about that? You know, how are you going to change those things? Because I know you want to change them, but we first have to face face it and realize where it comes from, which sometimes takes time. Like it, I did not even put all of these many, many, many pieces together. <laughs> it took me some time, you know, and then knowing, you know, giving ourselves some grace and knowing that uh, sometimes it takes time. You know, these things don't, these things didn't happen. You know, these things for me, we're built over the course of over 30 years. So I'm not going to be able to just shake it all the time just because I decided that that's something I wanted to do. Yes, deciding and choosing the direction you want to go and what you want to do is very important. But also very important is doing the work to then work through that, progress through that, process through that, and have um, ulterior behaviors um, in place so that you know, when you get into those situations, you don't fall into what you left because you, because there's a void and that you, you know, you fall into that and you have something that's healthier to back into. Right. So let's think about that. Let's think about that. And let's continue that discussion. Thank you for listening. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's show please be sure to share this broadcast with family, friends, or anyone that you think could benefit from it. Also, share your takeaways from this show on your IG stories. Don't forget, use the hashtag LWAP. Check out the show notes for the resources and references talked about in this episode at www dot l-w-a-p-l-l-c dot com slash blog. Thanks again. Talk to you next time.